0: What's up, everybody? This is Julie and Kathleen with another episode of my favorite episode of today. We have Joshua from Fright School On. So, Joshua, welcome.
1: Ah, Thank you so much. Hello, hello, hello. I don't know
0: (laughs) if our fellow listeners remember, but back pre-Kathleen days, I had Joe from Fright School On. We talked about Gilmore Girls. Uh, We talked about- What? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe- anyways. (laughs) and but anyways. <laughs>
0: yeah, we talked about how we're both scared of horror movies and he doesn't really know why he does the podcast because he's afraid <laughs> of everything, but he's getting his feet wet and I'm like you know he inspired me i'm like maybe i should get my feet wet so i watched haunting of hill house and then i had nightmares and couldn't sleep for two weeks <laughs> yeah we got blamed for that oh. for a very long
1: time
2: yeah so did you watch haunting of hill house joshua yeah
1: okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah awesome. i enjoyed it i love uh what's her name the woman that's in it she was uh in twilight as well um, oh that's who you
2: love it's ava from i mean Things. i like
1: her. i i, oh. I followed yeah oh my god you know, i forgot I she
2: was it. from Sure, so, Shirley, yeah. Shirley's right. character in Haunting of Hill House? Is that who you mean?
1: I think so. I yeah. haven't seen it in a while. but you should I, watch I, it. I That pulled me in, and I really did enjoy it. I, I thought it was a lot yeah, of fun visually. Great. Again, it's one of those things that's visually just gorgeous uh, to look at.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, like we said, he's in Fright School, and I listened to their Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And it's funny, because I... So, the first season of that, when it dropped, it dropped around Halloween. It was like mm. a, a movement. I was so fucking hyped just because it was around Halloween. And then when they dropped the rest of whatever you want to call it is, if it's season two or the rest of season one, I was like, it like died down. But re-listening to your episode, I was like, wow, should I get back into that show? Because you guys made it sound so good again, and I was wishing it was fall. <laughs> I was, and I also love your opening. It's so spooky, like the song, the credits.
1: Ah. Uh. Thank you very much. That's uh, Dave Rivas. He yeah. did that for us. He's a San Diego local. He does all kinds of noisy things like that. So <laughs>
2: yeah, it made me wish it was we fall appreciate instead it. of um, summer. <laughs> Instead of the hot heat of summer. Oh, God. So- yeah,
1: Chilling Adventures is difficult because it's one of those things where it's like you want to love it because yes, it, it, it's exactly. like the aesthetic of it is very cool. I love the comics that it was based on. I love the the style of of, of uh, artwork they used, and they do that in the opening credits. That's kind of what the comics look like. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very very excited about it, and then yeah, it's got a little oh shoot, what I want to say like what's that like TV channel where all like the high school drama stuff is on CW. <laughs> Yes, the they got very CW, yeah. a little glee, you know, and they were doing some very interesting things with like feminism in the Church of Satan that I was very excited about, you know, the Church of Night. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool. And then it kind of went nowhere. So I don't know. Yeah, I go back I agree. and forth with
2: it. But I give you guys credit because I d- literally died. I, I'm caught up, but I didn't love it. I was like forcing myself just to watch it. And then I was like, okay, they're making this sound good again. Let me let me go back and watch. But anyway, <laughs> well, we're, that's, know, that's not great. what we're talking about today. <laughs> but that's okay. So like I said, Joe... So
0: talked Gilmore Girls and you are talking Dexter you guys have so much chemistry as you can see when it comes to TV shows <laughs> so we're talking about season one episode one of Dexter we want to start out by thanking you for picking a first episode of a first season that's always exciting for us yeah. so we're not totally confused of what's going on right
2: so let it's us spooky. know why is it your favorite And then we can get into the episode.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, I remember when Dexter premiered, I was in roughly like, I think, starting my third year of college because it premiered uh, Sunday, October 1st, 2006. So I was starting, I had just started my third year, I think it was like September or so. And I was working on this, like, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist, I had this whole like dream of being like Clarice Starling and interviewing serial killers. And, you know, so I was reading everything and, you know, very, very plugged into like, just my whole world was like serial killer stuff (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember where I saw an ad for it because this is before you know we had this uh, you know these supercomputers in our pockets and everything you know our whole lives revolved around you know social media where we discover so much so I I don't remember where I heard about it but it was like oh my gosh they're doing this serial killer show and you have to watch it and we did we had no budget for cable me and and my roommates at the time but it's like we made it work we had to have it we had to pay for uh, showtime we had to watch this serial killer show And I just fell in love with it. I just thought it was amazing. I thought it was an incredible piece of like, uh, you know, for a pilot episode. uh, It's perfect. It knew exactly what it was going to be from the get go. You knew who Dexter was. You got the characters. It just sucked you in, you know, like any good serial killer will do. You know, lots of charisma and uh, sexiness. Yeah, (laughs) so (laughs) uh,
2: sexy. I know.
1: (laughs) Yes, he's very, very sexy. Uh, And It it was so interesting because, you know, he almost didn't play the part because he had been David on 6, Feet Under, which I think you all have not seen because that was my other choice was yeah, Six yeah, Feet I've Under episode. Seen I've seen a few okay, so, episodes, that's all. Yeah, so another show that I, I love, I watched it after Dexter, so I had not seen that before. So seeing these kind of, they're such radically different characters, David on Six Feet Under versus Dexter, for Michael C. Hall to play, uh, that he almost didn't get cast. But then he was just, I mean, it was it was just too perfect, you know, from those opening words of like, tonight's the night. It was like, yep, this is the guy. He's Perfection. Yeah, very charismatic. Just a sexy serial killer.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think and I don't know if it's the show you. There's a new show that came out that everyone's saying that it's very much like Dexter because it's like an I've anti-hero heard, yeah. type. Yeah, type where story. it's like you like kind of like but it but then I'm thinking about it and I'm like it's really not because it seems like I could be totally wrong. I'm telling you I really don't know anything about this show. <laughs> so like I could just be making things up, but doesn't it isn't it that he only kills bad people? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I mean, that's what at least what I gathered from the oh, first pilot, episode, yeah. but that, yeah. So like in you, he's not killing only bad people. So I'm like, this isn't the same. Does your cat want to happen?
1: Oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. He's outside I'm just but he, or outside the door, I'm but totally he just can't kidding. help himself. In um, the show you, he... someone calls him Dexter. That's what it is. Someone's oh. like, oh, what are you Dexter?
0: Oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why I was
2: thinking people were like comparing it to Dexter. Well it's it's this kind of thing where he's he's not necessarily a good guy, but you're rooting for him anyway. I mean, yeah, and I guess in some ways, yeah, yeah you kinda do that with you.
0: Until yeah. season two and then I'm just like, Fuck off, Joe. Seriously. Anyway, <laughs> I know we're getting off topic. Yeah,
1: it. I don't watch you. I've heard the comparisons to Dexter for some reason. I can I have an easier time with like a serial killer murdering like other serial killers, <laughs> oh, or, or yeah. pedophiles, or sex you, you know cr- criminals and things like that. But like a dude who's a stalker, and that's coming from totally a place of ignorance because Joe and I have talked about it. Joe, I think enjoyed you, I and mean, we had a whole conversation on a, uh, on fright school about it about the difficulty that I kind of have with like. I don't know, identifying with like a sexual predator. He says yeah. it's not exactly right. like that, but I don't know. That's kinda I mean it's so an obsessive. It. <laughs>
2: it's an stalker. invasion of, yeah. of everything. Babe. Yeah. I don't watch it either. I watched a few episodes, but I quit. Yeah, so I'm going to need you to sell me on this show because it's one of my brother's favorites and usually that's enough to sell me. Okay, (laughs) I am obsessed with like getting into the mind of a serial killer too. Criminal Minds is one of my favorite, but the thing about Criminal Minds is you're following the people catching them and they have their own love stories and relationships. Am I going to have a hard time connecting with Dexter since he doesn't actually feel any emotions? Does he have relationships that you end up following and falling in love with too or is this strictly like what What kind of show is it in that sense
1: no well i think that's sort of the thing it's a uh it's like a pinocchio story you know that he believes he doesn't have feelings he believes that he's hollow but it shows like he really cares for his sister he has some yeah. intense sexual relationships and you know he's looking for another half you know he thinks he finds it in rita a bit you know because she's kind of the perfect serial killer wife like right you know in the sense of like she's got the kids and she's got a life and you know she's the perfect beard for you know this cover yeah. for his life but he still wants to find like in the second season he meets this woman lila played by the incredible jamie murray jamie murphy jamie murray uh, who's Oh, just the most one of the most beautiful men on the planet, and she's like psychotic, and <laughs> so it seems that they're kind of perfect for each other at first. I, I do think it draws you in. I think there's a really cool mystery in the first season. It's based on a book, so they did have a really nice source material to to work with. So I think the overall thread through the first season is really nice. And his relationship with his sister is very interesting, and with his adoptive father Harry, who kind of is like his conscience, you know. It's like his Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. type character. In the book, he has this dark passenger that's like separate from him. This like entity that they kind of use Harry in that way. Oh,
2: wow. Really? Uh, a, okay. a
1: lot more yeah, he kind of talks to, it refers to this like entity, you know, in the novel, but obviously, you know, it, he does say it a few times, like this dark passenger I have, but it's not the it, the same kind of you know voice entity. So it's interesting to see that play and that he does want to feel things and, you know, he does, he, there is a need for connection, but it's I don't know, it takes a while to get there for sure. I mean, he's very much focused on like, I'm so good at what I do. I fake all these emotions and I'm this cold killer and you know, so I think it's part of his own yeah. metacognition of himself.
2: He does such a good job at hiding it. And and part of me is saying, OK, if he really doesn't feel anything, a lot of people are just single. I don't think it would lead to him, lead people to believe he was a serial killer if he just wasn't dating Rita. You know what I mean? So I was like, why does he feel the need? So I guess that makes sense that you're saying he actually subconsciously, I guess, does want to feel it. Because I'm like, you could just not. Yeah. You just not date this woman.
1: Yeah, and I think there's also pressures to be normal. You know, True. his sister's doing that. You know, what I mean, he's like he's working around these people, like police officers. They they tend to be family oriented. They have families. They have the you know this whole life. So I do think that he feels a pressure. And Harry, you know, a lot of there's a lot of scenes that flashback when he's younger. It's like you got to take a girl to the prom. Like she came over here because she likes you, and you know you got to figure out how to do that. You got to figure out what women want and how to because it'll make you look normal. There's a real pressure at what Harry considers normal that, that um, Dexter has internalized.
2: Is that a theme throughout the entire eight seasons, the flashbacks with Harry and him as a kid.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They all the way to the end. They that is that is a major part kind of showing this. I think that's the kind of the cool thing of why I really got into it at the time I did. When, I mean, it was just kind of perfect was it was like oh, this is exactly like how these guys operate. You know, he's charismatic and, and sexy, like we said, but not <laughs> like too sexy. You know, it's like Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. Like yep. I would have went home with Jeffrey Dahmer if he'd picked me up in a club. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he was cute enough you know, to me, you know, so it's, but not so hot that he would be remembered. Exactly. You know, so they're there, but at the same time, it's like, he's got this normal job and he's got a girlfriend. It's just all the things that these, these predators, whether Dexter is a, a hero or not, you know, this anti-hero he plays doesn't really matter. He still has to kind of fit in with normal society to cover it up. And every time, think about every time you hear about some serial killer that comes out, it's like, oh my gosh, but his wife and his kids, and yep. he seems so normal. And he was such a nice guy. such, you know, And not even serial killers, guys who are discovered to be wife beaters and, you know, molesters and all these terrible things. A lot of them just look like your everyday dude living his life. And we're all shocked. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it'd be him. Right. You know, of course, there's plenty that don't fit that. Obviously, I don't Mm -hmm. want to overgeneralize, but. It happens enough that it's a trope, you know, yep, that yep. these these predators, they need a good camouflage. And well, those Dexter are the kind that, that are
2: put into the media, the ones like Ted Bundy or handsome. Mm. That's what that's yeah, what the media gobbles up. And and it's funny, I wrote that down. And then he actually refers to Miami as Dahmerland land or, or whatever. And I'm like, so he's he's like, he <laughs> yeah. knows he's a very well aware that he is psychotic and he's completely in control Which is just a weird concept to me, but I guess that's how they are.
1: And that's it's fun that they, they do play with that, too, throughout where he has moments of like that show the the other layer. It doesn't happen too often because the show wants you to like him. Obviously, we're there to root for Dexter. We're there because, you know, in the very first episode, it's, you know, the pastor, youth pastor with the choir boys. And, you know, he's murdering these kids and you we hate that guy. Definitely. That's easy. We hate him. Yeah. He is a sick person and he deserves uh, to not have due process, apparently, according to, <laughs> you know, this show. Or that that has been tried and Dexter's working, you know, obviously he has this job as a blood spatter analyst and he uses it to, you know, go after crimes that have, you know, or criminals that have, you know, got out on technicalities or whatever. Sometimes obviously he botches it on purpose. (laughs) So there are other things, you know, at play.
0: So the opening scene is when he goes after the guy that was killing the choir boys. So what my first note... (laughs) for this is rule number one is you always check your backseat. Always. Okay? I don't (laughs) care if the sun is out. I'm checking my fucking backseat. That is so
2: fucking true.
0: I, the one time Matt walked outside with me and I literally checked my trunk because now I have like an SUV where like the trunk is in my Mm backseat and like he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't go anywhere. I have to check the trunk too (laughs) because it was like pitch black outside because that is one of my biggest fears. Like sometimes I will be driving and just like look in my mirror and i'm like someone's gonna be looking at me that's like it's so fucked up so when i saw that happen i was like i mean i want this guy to get it i want him to get what's coming but i'm like come on man check the back seat oh my god fully
1: (laughs) well men just are not indoctrinated with that you know i know that actually
0: right i was just gonna say we
1: assume safety
0: kenny my fiance literally gets in his car the light doesn't even come on and he just Gets right in and he's (laughs) fine. I'm like, dude,
2: no way. Must be nice. I walk up to my car in the dark with my camera my phone camera. Light on yep. whatever, ju- and I stick it up against the window in the back seat. Stick it up against the window in the trunk, and then I get it in the front seat. And I'm still scared. Yeah, you see, <laughs> it's difficult just for us well. to get in a car.
1: <laughs> no, in the world we live in, you know, yeah. there's a there's a piece out there that's like the rules, and it's all of that. It's like check your, you know, put men's boots outside your house. Make sure all your lindo- windows are locked. You know, oh, check wow, the shower. Check, you know, yeah. all the things that like women run through their brains that men just have the privilege not to. Yep. You know, we 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 don't. Uh, we're not taught the same safety measures, you know, carrying your keys in your fist or, you know, all the things that women are told protect yourself because um, we're not going to tell guys not to uh, murder you. Yeah. Uh, instead, we're going to put it on you. S- I sorry. Know. I know. Not sorry. Hashtag. Well,
0: my pop up used to tell us, like, especially me, stories about, like, since I was a little kid, I actually hated going to their house for a certain period of time because I would get so scared because my pop up would be like, um, like, when you're getting in your car, get right in. Don't stand there because people are hiding under cars and cutting your Achilles tendon so you can't <laughs> run. Like, crazy shit that I'm just like, oh my God. Like, so now, like, I maybe this makes more sense to you guys of why I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just like, really. what? And like, now as an adult, like, I'm like, he clearly was just like, this is the fucking world we yeah. live in. I want you to be prepared for anything that can happen to you. But I'm but he would tell me like you
2: everything.
0: You like everything that the news talked about, even though I wasn't old enough for the news, he made sure I knew that it happened. So I would be like on my A game so it wouldn't happen to me.
2: And look at you now. Wow. Healthy, of happy, healthy <laughs> and, scared. and scared. Living in fear. That's me. <sighs> but speaking of the dab, I don't know if it was just the vibes I was getting from the pilot. I don't know if it gets better. And I know he's really just trying to help him and because he loves his son but there's got to be something a little bit wrong with harry too right i mean a little bit of i know they're not genetically this uh, he's a foster child but right or or is this just the weird vibes i'm getting from the pilot and then later on you get like loving dad vibes because i get the loving part but i also think he's like kind of a little psycho himself for even thinking this
1: I think that there's a few things at play. So we find out later how how Harry came to adopt Dexter. And so he gets a story and he goes and he knows, like he knows that there's no way a child's psyche will survive what Dexter has gone through and come out quote unquote normal like he thinks like maybe he got him young enough and then he finds him you know murdering small animals and doing things that he's like fuck you know he's a police officer okay I've got a thing here I do think there's some God play you know like at work you know this idea of like I'm going to teach you how to take out the bad guys who slip through the cracks and I'm going to use you and one of the first crimes that uh, Dexter commits one of the first murders is at Harry's insistence you know he, he, he turns him on to you know this person and you know, and there are later early kills of Dexter's. It's like, you know, oh man, this guy murdered these people and he's going to get away with it, Dexter. We can't let him do it, you know? So I do think there is a bit of that in Harry of like, he's kind of made this perfect killer to satisfy his own issues with being in law enforcement and with our, you know, injustice system. But at the same time, when he walks in on the initial kill, he's like horrified by it and realizes what he's done. So it's kind of, there's a okay. lot going on. Okay,
2: I'll take the that The show then. explores
1: it. Yeah, it, it does. It, it goes into it.
0: So when he starts, like when he murders people, does he start off the same way every time? Like where he like locks them down and then Mm -hmm. he cuts their cheek, which let me just tell you, like that was like barely any blood. And I was like, ah, like I was like twitching on my couch because blood makes me so queasy. It's not even funny. I am on the 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 worst. It's very like. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like, oh, like I know it's like you're barely cutting it, but God, that sucks. Can you imagine being held down and that happening to you? So I'm like, I want is that how he usually starts with his victims
1: definitely yeah and it grows and we see the we see his very first kill and how it's like there's plastic on like everything and he's covered in it and everything and it's like it's he's very very cautious obviously harry has taught him like you can't leave you know, fingerprints, you yeah. can't leave skin, you can't leave hair. I mean, so he's really, really, you know, we see some of those early messy kills as he's learning his craft and mm-hmm. he's developing what is going to be his MO, you know, what's going to be his ritual as he goes to it. And that's why the blood slides are important because if he was this hero who is just doing it to satisfy this um, justice, you know, like he's a vigilante and he's doing yeah. this, you know, he shouldn't need trophies, but he does. He needs trophies. He need you know, like any serial killer will keep, not any, but most, keep Something you know they yeah. they because they're satisfying another need, not necessarily justice. That kind of plays into it, you know. As as he gets older, so we're seeing him, you know, at a point where he's well into it. He's got this honed to a perfect craft. He knows exactly how much duct tape he needs. He knows how much plastic wrap. He knows how many trash bags. You know, he knows exactly where to go in his boat. The slice of life, which is yeah. just. Hilarious. I wrote, the name of the boat. I wrote that down. I wrote that
2: down. I love that. I Googled Dexter's MO because I wanted to read it, and it had like 10 different steps and a full article about it. So I read it because oh, I, I, I oh, basically cool. I wanted to know about the cheek too. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, he does it twice. He does it at yeah, like, the beginning and later. Yeah. So I assumed that that was his thing, and then I made the assumption that that's what the blood whatever's for. But I like the idea of he's obsessed with blood, he's a blood splatter analyst, and then there's no blood on on the... I'm assuming that's going to be the entire season is this killer and the same... He's going to... Like, all the bodies are going to end up that way.
1: Yeah, you know, that's kind of what the other fun thing about Dexter is. You know, I'm a lifelong horror fan, so I also get, like, there's this kind of slasher you know, horror element to it that we're kind of, you know, in the mind of a slasher killer. And we're kind of going in a way, you know, going with him, you know, as he's doing these murders and you kind of find out about these different victims. So there is like, what I would say, like a quote unquote monster of the week, like uh, X-Files, you know, so for the first Season or so, almost every episode, he's hunting one or two people that he murders. And it's fun to watch. And we're all there, like, ha ha ha, yes, cut their cheeks. These are horrible (laughs) people, chop them up, get rid of them. And then there is the overall arc of the ice truck killer, who obviously knows a lot about Dexter they're stalking him and sending him messages and they have some kind of connection and so that's the mystery through the season is like who is this person how do they know so much about Dexter you know Dexter was adopted you know so so who is this person you know so it plays really nicely that's why it's a really nice I think first whole season because it's just a really nice encapsulated story it's got those fun kills that you know because Dexter's also he is Artsy in some ways, you know, he hangs things up, and you know he's he he has to set the ritual just right, yep. you know. And I think is the very first episode. Does he wrap his whole head in plastic? Yeah. Is that the first? Yep. Okay, because mm-hmm. I started, I rewatched the first episode, and then of course had to watch like four more after that. Now i need to deep in a Dexter rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's he's a weirdo too, you know. He's he's so, so there are things that are interesting. He's poetic so to speak.
0: <laughs> now, do we find out, like, is the killer, the murderer, someone that we've seen throughout season one, or is it, like, a... Like I don't a, know if I want him to answer oh, that. Oh, okay. Take I'm happy either on.
1: way. What to do take you Because I can tell you.
0: <laughs> I just didn't know if it was, like, a twist of who it is. It's like, got to be it. Because that. I know, like, producer Matt had mentioned that every season is tied to him trying to figure out a different
2: murder. So I didn't know. Yeah, there's
1: usually a big bad, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a boss. You know, I'm surprised
2: <laughs> that Dexter—he's super in control of everything. He's trying so hard to fit in, but this questionable murderer knows enough about him to break in, leave the doll head in, on the fridge, and the body in the freezer. That was a solid, uh, such a solid, solid ending. Solid like ending. that'll rope yeah. you in. If you weren't yeah. roped in yet, that'll do it. But yep. I mean, I'm just—I was surprised that Dexter wasn't like, "How does anybody know about me?" No, he at w- all. Yeah, he, he, he was, was delighted yeah
0: he was hyped. he was like basically like let the games begin bitch it's yeah. on murder versus murder. I mean the
2: other thing was when he's killing the second guy and he has the, the valet and he has the
0: Jiborsky. the
2: picture of the wow nice the picture of the woman hanging i was like okay this <laughs> takes it to another level like he's shaming them he wants them to know this is exactly why i'm doing this to you yeah. but it's also like wow he's getting an extra kick out of that as well so he is i think you forget since he is so chipper and nice to everybody the whole time you are like okay yeah he's psychotic too like he yeah. wants them to know he's, he's torturing them and he's getting off on that as well
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think we want to lose sight. And I think that's the thing. And that's why the show is so interesting. You know, it deals in these, you know, the grayness of morality. Yeah, you know, because it's like you're watching these people get up, you're watching horrible things go down. And you know, there's no way they're going to get caught. There's no way they're going to answer for these unspeakable crimes against children, against women, against immigrants, you know, against just, you know, fellow human beings. So it's like, there is that, um revenge fantasy Uh, and i think the thing with the ice truck killer for him because he wants like he wants this person on the table you know, he wants to kill this person. And so, of course, he wants to play. He loves it. He's he's looking for that. Again, there, there's a connection, too. It's like, wow, this murderer, this serial killer is like draining the bodies and doing this like artsy thing of ex- displaying them in public. And it's so bold and it's so just in broad daylight, you know, some of them that it's like ha- he he wants he wants to get this person and ask them some questions and then cut them up into pieces and put them on, you know, get that little blood drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in his collection.
2: He acts excited sometimes. Like when he first sees no blood in the pool or wherever it is, he gets hype. He seems like hype when they figure out the ice truck thing with his sister. So why does, and I I mean, his name is Sergeant James... Dokes. Dokes. Yeah. So what do they call him? So I... What do I reference him as sergeant? They call him dokes 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 hates him. But actually, I mean, as far as we've seen, he hasn't done anything creepy in front of him. And Dexter even says out of all the people in this building, he's the only one who thinks I'm a creep, which is weird. Right. But No,
1: that's saying that tells us something about dokes.
2: Right. So is he on all the seasons? I don't know why I'm asking these questions. I don't want the answers to I'm like very intrigued by that because he is a douchebag, like he's full out being a fucking asshole in a workspace. I have suspicions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Dokes. He's a very interesting character. He has a history. I gosh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Because I do want you to finish the season, and I I would I would suggest watching at least through the fourth which I don't think is a huge ask. Like I, 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 um, you know, in the, in the sense of watching a show, sure. at least. Right. although the fifth season, there is a really cool storyline. That's cool, but they could have ended it at the fourth. In my opinion, I have that opinion of a lot of shows like true yeah. blood could have ended after the fourth, a lot of shows. Give me four. Maybe five seasons that's probably enough. We didn't need eight of Dexter, especially with where it went so there there are there are some really really nice arcs and and dokes is he's very very interesting and you know i i think it's very important setting up you know in that first episode like why is he suspicious of dexter right you know that's that is that does tell us something about doke's instinct yeah and where he's maybe been
0: He uh, definitely is very much against him, and I think it it also shows how crazy Dexter actually is because he has zero reaction to I it. know. Like, you would think of a serial killer, like, he'd be like, fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but he's just, like, yeah. cool and calm, collected. Yep.
1: The mask needs to stay, yeah. you know, at all times. And to that point, there are some really beautiful moments between Dexter and Dokes that, you know, especially in the second season, that are just like... <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, Julie, there's some cool moments. You just spoiled they're, they're,
2: that Dokes is not the killer because Julie has been staring at me since the moment you said that, and she says I'm, I'm suspicious. Like, oh, I know. She thought Dokes was the. Was oh, the I'm Joe. sorry. No, it no, I definitely would not wasn't going to be, spoil that for you. It was not going to be him. We <laughs> and anyone with I'm
1: sorry. Any
2: sense of a horror, or anything. No, the know, guy who's suspicious he's. in the first can't be the killer. Yeah, but like
0: sometimes it is <laughs> like the
2: sergeant. That is true, Julie. It is the sergeant yeah. No, there are plenty of bad. Yeah, chill out. Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) though. I mean, yeah, we were like that too. I remember watching. We watched. I watched. I watched watched this debut. I was there that very first night for it premiering. I watched the rewatch right after it. I mean, we were sucked in week after week. Who do you think it is? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it was just. I mean, it does really pull you in. You know, it's just, it was really nice television. You know, it was kind of, I feel like that's beginning of that renaissance of television, you know, kind of where it is now, like Dexter and some of the shows that premiered around this time, really, I feel ushered that in Mm -hmm. of what was possible, what we could do on television, making this really nice stories and and budgets and really putting the money there and getting great actors. I mean, Deborah Morgan, Jennifer Carpenter's character, the sister, Mm -hmm. I just love her in this series so much. She's just so great, so committed. And, you know, and everybody, really. I mean, I love Maria LaGuerta. She, like, that's a fun arc to watch, especially between her and Deborah Angel's arc, I mean, everybody. There's just, there's some really interesting characters and some really... Great acting, Julie Benz as Rita. You know, you just love her, and especially as the series moves on, she got a lot of flack. The Rita character of like, you know, why is she so suspicious all the time? Why should it's like because her husband is a serial killer, y'all? Yeah, (laughs) that's how she should be acting. She feels neglected, and you know, she was going to have this great life with this hot guy with a great pension one day. You know, (laughs)
2: right? Her son (laughs) is so cute. They're both cute. That was a really cute scene. Yeah, because you're like, wow, this guy is selling it. Yeah, but it's like, does he love these? kids does he like these like uh,
0: you don't know I mean this is like unrelated but I, we didn't say anything when you sa- when you initially said this. You said you started watching this on October 3rd.
1: October, was it thir- yeah, 1st? You, yeah. October 1st? Oh, Sorry, okay, did I say that the wrong date? It, it was my said... third year in college.
2: No, no, no. She, she was going to make a Mean Girls joke, I you... think? No, not a joke. Oh. I was just going to be like, oh my God,
0: October 3rd, what a day. But if it was first, it doesn't That's matter. what you're bringing up in this moment? That's insane. <laughs> I just thought of it. I think
1: that's wonderful. I, lo- I enjoy Mean <laughs> Girls.
0: Thank you. Oh. I, I at least <laughs> knew I, what you were going to say. I know, but I was just thinking that and like I wanted to say it earlier and then like we just like yeah. jumped and then I was like oh October 3rd I have to bring that up but now if you said first this whole thing is just for nothing yeah um, I'm sorry <laughs> don't apologize I mishear things constantly don't apologize because she couldn't right. get her freaking joke yeah it wasn't a joke <laughs> oh my god it was just giving like oh shout out October 3rd it's popular yeah. day like not a joke I'm not making a
2: joke I'm wow. Um, pissed wow. Anyway, oh speaking mind. of the sister, <laughs> I honestly, like, I'm glad you said that you love her because I was kind of annoyed with her in this episode, only because the scene where they're outside, she's, like, kind of whiny and being like, come on, Dexter, tell me what to do, kind of being like, she needs Dexter to tell her what to do next, whereas, like, yeah. she's like, she says, I gotta get out of vice ten times, and it's like, okay, but to be get out of ice and become a detective or whatever she wants to be you have to actually have your own inklings you can't just be like my brother helps me out
1: right and that, and that also sets up the, the psychology between the two of them that we see throughout the series you know that Harry he spent so much time with Dexter teaching him how to be a good serial killer that he really neglected Deb in a lot of ways and so Deb has all these weird feelings wrapped up in Dexter and needs his approval and needs them to be mm. a good family together and they're all they have in the world and there's so much that she needs from him that he's not really capable of giving. And so you kind of see that in the first... I agree. I remember when we first watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, girl, like, (laughs) do your job. Yeah, exactly. Through the series. She just, she feels very real. Like, I really believe jennifer's portrayal of deborah and you know i remember seeing her in exorcism of emily rose and being blown away by her performance there Mm -hmm. regardless of what you think of the film like there's just some insane stunts that she does in that film and her dedication it's just like girl and you know she brings that kind of energy into dexter of like you know she really believes and i don't know i just really believe her
0: i'm glad you said that i like
1: that Mm -hmm.
0: who is she in exorcism of emily rose is she emily rose
1: Emily Rose, yeah. Yeah, I
0: was gonna. I haven't seen that movie since I was like in middle school, but yeah. I remember it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, when it I was It was younger. freaky. Yeah. yeah,
1: and her performance in it is. I, they're just. I mean, she does all these weird body bends. Yeah, and I was stuff just gonna say the only
0: thing I remember really is her like the priest being there and her being like bent over backwards, just like being fucking crazy yeah. looking that's like the only thing yeah. i remember in that movie yeah so it's funny you said that
2: and they're foster siblings correct they're not yeah. blood
1: right yeah okay, okay, yeah okay. so he was adopted so he fostered him for a while and then eventually adopts him into the family there's a whole you know flashback scene of here's your certificate you're part of our family now you know officially <laughs> wait so is
2: deb a blood to harry
1: yes oh, deb deb okay, is harry's both... actual daughter
2: got it okay i didn't get that yeah. from the pilot did you Mm-mm. okay i thought they were just like adopted siblings foster. yeah foster oh uh, no
1: I, okay because they have fights okay. about i think they're flashbacks like he, he's not even like you know that's my dad that's not even really your dad right. i mean mm. she uses that to hurt him when they're younger you know the way evil siblings can yeah, be sure. <laughs> as i'm sure you're familiar you know having siblings
0: <laughs> yes. so Javorsi sucked when he like obviously they all suck but god yeah like when he's like going through his house and all the shit he finds mm-hmm. and like the videos yeah. of what he was doing to women like and i was actually surprised they showed that um but oh, yeah. then again i saw it was like a sh- originally a showtime show so like mm-hmm. i feel like they get away with showing a lot more than like besides fx fx gets away with everything <laughs> the, yeah the F- well again
1: i mean we because of shows like this that kind of i think because they did show this on CBS heavily edited, but it still was a lot for CBS. Mm Yeah. (laughs) But I think it kind of pushed, you know, again, we're pushing at those boundaries. Uh, American horror story did that, you know, and then I think American crime story is the first time I heard like fucker on FX. Maybe. Um. Although the first season of uh, American Horror Story, he says cocksucker like four times. Evan Peters. And, <laughs> oh my and god! And Sons of, really like, yeah. Sons of Anarchy is like
0: Sons of Anarchy. see just everything, and he they curse constantly. Like it's crazy. But yeah, yeah I guess so that's I a really be just good point. Kind of
1: point. pushing those. Yeah, boundaries. Dexter. Dexter opened <laughs> the doors.
2: Damn it! I'm yeah. watching and plenty this of other show. things. Yeah.
1: Especially on cable, got away with stuff. You know, I remember HBO way back in the day. It was like, oh, man, if you watched HBO shows, there was all the sex and stuff. You know. Oh, my
2: God, the Sopranos. So, yeah. Am I supposed <laughs> to believe that Dexter is like a virgin right now? Uh, because, I mean, he pretty much lays out exactly why, which is a sad story. Poor, what's her name? Rita. Poor Rita. Oh. I mean, it's yeah. sad, but, I mean, he, no, it he is. picks awful. her. Like, everything in his life is meticulously chosen and whatever and he picks her on purpose but like in the car when he's talking about the body and 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 the artsiness (laughs) of this and then he tries to go up her skirt and then he literally says out loud why did I touch her like that it's like Kind of the only time in the whole episode that we see him lose control, but okay. when she finally at the end of the episode is like wants to hook up, he's so freaked out. So I don't know if it's like he's yeah. su- successfully avoided it his whole life, or he just doesn't like it when it has happened.
1: No, there he talks about I think in the second episode, second or third something before they do like consummate their relationship or whatever. You know that it's like every time a woman and he have gone that far, and like she sees the emptiness, like she sees that there's oh, you know okay. like he can do the functions of it that it's just always leads to like, at least in this, obviously this is rather sexist, but it's like, you know, they want to be held and they want to cuddle and they want to be, feel loved. And, and he feels incapable of that. And so of course, if he has sex with a woman, it's a very, at least before this, his interactions in that way would have been kind of a clinical experience, you know, of like, we did the act. I did Damn. the thing. I put it where it's supposed to go. Did the, you know, sure. Like, <laughs> just going
2: through the motions.
1: <laughs> yeah, the things after. Like, that's something. And that that is talked about, too, later in the season with Harry with a flashback. Because Dexter makes a comment about, you know, I don't really like girls. I don't really care about them, you know. Uh, he also makes a comment about having, like, an appropriate sense around men. So he's clearly not. He doesn't see himself as a queer person, you know. But it's like, he's like, well, it's fine. I can I can just fake it. And Harry's like, well, you could fake a lot of things. But this is probably not one of them that it's something beyond his ability.
2: Damn, that he I mean he fakes it good like I would be fooled. Yeah. 100%. I mean, when he's handing out those donuts, I'm like, everyone here loves them. Yeah. Marco yeah. Martindale's character, who I love, I love. Every time she's in something I love, is she like an actual yeah. character in the show moving forward?
1: She pops up a few times. She's okay. like a guest. Uh, she's very interesting. She knows more. You know, she's one of those that's like, hmm, yeah. what does she know? What doesn't she know? It's Yeah, she's, she's interesting.
2: Yeah, without uh, her comment about being like, oh, you're just like your father or whatever, I was like, okay, that's the comment that makes her relevant. Other than that, because she obviously she had a relationship with Harry that's what I was interested yes. in in her and I just love her in general and everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: In. She plays a very important role in the adoption of Dexter Ooh, okay. and, and the events around it, you know, that even Dexter isn't too aware of like because he was so young and that kind of comes out through the series.
0: She's Hannah Montana's grandmom.
2: Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the climb, baby. <laughs> you said it's all about the climb. Bitch. <laughs> I know that the point of this podcast is to listen about the series, but somehow no one's tried to sell me on the show even my brother who loved it I think it's because my nephew and my brother both say we're obsessed with the show but it's probably the worst ending ever that they've ever they've been just completely let down by so I think that sentence makes me not want to dive in but that doesn't mean that I haven't been let down before even people don't like the lost ending but I think it's different when you go week to week and get let down versus when you just binge it really quick. Yeah, I think that there's a whole, yeah the that's a time whole different ball. We gave it
1: eight years exactly. You know? yep. And were you <laughs> I mean, we were you complete?
2: It. I know you said that obviously a one through four and maybe five were phenomenal, and then but were you like completely let down or were you just like ah it could have been better.
1: I wasn't completely let down. It wasn't what I thought, you know, and this is one of those things where so my uh, partner and I, Jeffrey, we are kind of like the host house or at least have been before the apocalypse. You know, everybody came over here week after week. We had uh, Sunday Bloody Sundays where (laughs) we would drink and play cards and we'd watch True Blood and we'd watch Dexter. And that's how we ended our weekend together with like all of our friends. And, you know, so there was all of that energy around it that you know that when it ended I didn't feel too let down like shows are going to do what shows are going to do again I don't know what I want to say because it's like at the end of the day Dexter is a serial killer who kills serial killers so the ending of this show seems obvious yeah to me and from the get-go and it's kind of like the same with Weeds I loved Weeds but I also felt like Nancy was a really horrible catalyst you know like not only was she like a bad person in a lot of ways but she was a catalyst for a lot of death and a lot of misery in other people's lives and she deserved to pay for that at some point. There needed to be a reckoning. It's kind of a weird way that it comes around, you know, and Dexter's kind of the same way. It's it's weird how it ends. It didn't feel like, are they really finished? Are they gonna do a movie? Could they yeah. come back and do another series? Are there other things that they could do with the series? It didn't feel like the right ending for me. And I'm so, you know, obviously I know everything and I know what should, these (laughs) writers should and shouldn't be doing, you know, (laughs) I I can tell them, you know, and tell Jeff Lindsay, you know, the uh, author of Darkly Dreaming, Dexter, Mm. the book is based on how this should all end. But (laughs) they didn't call and ask me, so.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, without it being a trash ending, even if it is the worst ending in the world, what you said about like the camaraderie behind a show, I mean, Game of Thrones is number one for everybody. Just, like, watch parties, whatever. I used to have pretty little liars, people over my house oh, every yeah. single week. There's just something so fun about that that even if it was trash, that's the best part of yeah. it anyway. I mean, who you can't hate it because it's, like, a event. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, the last few American Horror Story seasons have been like that. It's yeah. nice to see everybody, but it's like, ugh, what are we doing?
2: I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, like really
0: really hoping that American Horror Story just shocks us this season and it's just yeah. great I, I would like we'll see. so I we'll always see. hear and this is like <laughs> again off topic that's just what I do here but like I always see like potential like you know I people have too much spare time where they'll like make a fake picture and be like american horror story 2020 season and it gets shared by millions of people on fa- on facebook and then you find out that it was fake so like yeah. i've <laughs> seen it happen with like cornfields like children aliens and i'm like oh that could be scary as shit
2: but then it doesn't but imagine. then it doesn't
0: happen and then i heard rumors of like a season about slender
2: man Ooh, I heard that. And too. I was like,
0: that would be probably cool if they played it right. And then, mm-hmm. like, that didn't happen. That was, like, two years ago. So, it's like, they just have to pick, like, something good. Yeah. And, and be good with it. And then I'll yeah. be happy. Like, they... It's they were killing it, and then it just took like a weird turn, and I was just like, "You guys are really pulling for this. Like, you don't want to stop having this show, but yeah. you're just really shit in the bed right
1: now."
2: Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, and they
1: pick good stuff. It's just they yeah. don't know what to do with it.
2: No, no. <laughs> I mean, the the idea of an anthology series is genius. You can keep going forever mm-hmm. and never yeah. really run out of content because you don't have to continue with the same characters. Flatline it's it's, stuff, it's, yeah. it's genius, but hard to follow through with for I need some spooky
0: stuff because it comes out the perfect time of year it comes out like the last week of September everyone's like got their fucking pumpkins out and yeah. like Ready to God, go. I love and, me a pumpkin and it, I know, me too. Fuck and yeah. it goes until, I actually personally always wish that it would end like uh, like October like 31st, like Halloween it ended because it usually carries on to like right before Thanksgiving and then it ends.
1: I always just wonder if too, I, I think, you know, the, one of the problems with American Horror Story and a lot of like shows like that are, you know, style over substance. So it's like it's very beautiful. They have beautiful characters doing interesting things on weird sets. And, you know, there's this whole artistic bend to it that people can recreate on their Instagram and dress up on, you know, for Halloween or for watch parties and such. You know, there is that kind of cultural cachet, you know, involved. But at the end of the day, is Ryan Murphy a fan of horror? Is Brad Falchuk, is the people involved or are the people involved? Are they, Do they love horror? because what they're trying to do and what really spoke to me about the first few seasons as a horror fan is I got what they were doing I got them using music from Candyman and you know shots you know from Carrie and other like you know famous American horror Mm -hmm. I got what they were trying to do and this lens that they were using I'm like this is a very cool concept and these people obviously love this history that they're working with and this uh, this this uh, of you know of horror of American horror and processing it through this you know kind of a queer lens and this weird you know kind of thing but at the end of the day it just kind of makes me wonder especially with 1984 the latest like the slashers it's like oh my gosh did you all watch a slasher movie did you (laughs) like spend time watching some of the greatest slasher films that have been made in America like what the hell is going on I mean it was just very sad to me yeah it just made me wonder
0: I for someone who's afraid of everything I didn't even think this the most recent season was
2: scary at all like, I was like, no. this is so not scary. I, I don't... didn't know that that was the most recent one. I didn't yeah. know that that's what that was about. Yeah, it was... It got weird. It um, just fell
1: flat, and it's a yeah. bummer, you know?
2: Speaking of just, like, psycho stuff, since we're on this, this is sort of Dexter-related, so I'll bring it back. <laughs> I was reading just an article on how many real life people blamed stuff on Dexter. Like they were committing murders and just being like, I'm obsessed with Dexter. I And yeah. that is crazy to me. And it's just like Scream 2 when they're like, the motive is blame the movies. And he thinks it's like, foolproof it's not foolproof you're stupid and fucking I forget her name in it but Billy's mom is like you're stupid that's dumb and kills him but spoiler alert but it's like I, I there's so many fucking things out there Movies, shows like this—that it's crazy to me. I guess a lot of shows probably get blamed, but Dexter. There is a lot of murders that were blamed, and it's so interesting if you read up on it.
1: Yeah, there is quite a list uh, of people that were obsessed with uh, Dexter, and obviously, again, it's sort of that blueprint. Like you know, if you watch a lot of Snapped or you watch a lot of like IDTV, sometimes you go, oh, okay, so when I kill my husband, right,
2: exactly, I'm not
1: going to use my cell phone, and I'm not going to, you know, right. Like, I mean, take notes. You know, you think of what not to do and you know obviously he's wrapping things up and pl- it gives you this blueprint which i do kind of feel is echoed in like um you all had a, an episode on it's always sunny in philadelphia which your friend jenny on it said dexter can go suck it <laughs> which i thought was really funny she was saying that dennis is one of these the best like psychopaths on television he's got like his plastic wrap and his duct tape and his bags you know yeah. it just felt very it's like obviously he's he's jacking off to dexter left and right clearly um <laughs> 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 but it's like you know it, it there is there is a part of it that there is kind of a blueprint here i don't know i don't really fall into the the area of like we can necessarily like these if you're going to go and commit a murder you're probably going to find a reason to do it with or without watching television you know and that these things are bigger than that these psychological disorders or deficiencies wh- how however you want to say it however you want to put it like that's that's gonna that's there you know mm-hmm. and at least i i think that i don't think that you know Somebody just decides to commit murder because they watch Dexter. Yeah, no. I think it's there.
2: Yeah. It's you know, but
1: that's already there. And now they're like, oh, but I could do it this way. Let me get some plastic wrap. You know, I don't know. But again, I am not a forensic psychologist. I'm not working with the police. So who knows? Maybe yeah. somebody's out there that has a really good reason why Dexter should not be shown to young kids. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, a, I saw that's a lot of horror
1: games. growing up and I don't want to murder anybody. Yeah. Not really, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them
2: are simple like, oh, I stabbed my wife and i'm blaming dexter and some of them are like this guy killed his girlfriend cut chopped her up into pieces like very specific yeah and it's like whoa okay because some are just like you're basic all you did was kill your wife like that's not (laughs) you can't just blame dexter for that but some of them are like maybe very specific and it's like yikes but you're right i mean there's if you're predisposed to that or whatever it is you're gonna find the material that helps you
1: do it I yeah and there's lots of books or you know every you know when these things happen when these like mass murders are committed or these shootings they always find the same sorts of books and the same sorts of you know searches and material like yeah. you know yeah there I, I can't say you know for sure that there aren't connections to things but it's also like you know, you get drawn to, you know, if it's, if it's kind of there, if it's living in you, I don't know. I just have a hard time with blaming the media. You know, we have a, a very sick society in a lot of ways. We have, we have a terrible mental health care system, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. And I work yeah. in that, but I, it's very difficult for people to get the help that they need. It's very difficult to also when you know somebody like I think of Jeffrey Dahmer, I think of all the people in his life were like, something is really wrong with this dude and we're not going to do anything about it or say anything, yeah. you right. know, mm-hmm. but they knew, they knew something was really, really wrong with them and with bureaucracy and you know all the red tape that exists even now even today you know if somebody calls me at work and they're panicking you know some family member who's like I you know this person I know something's wrong it's like well have they hurt anybody or themselves no well then they're allowed to be as crazy as they want to be quote unquote crazy you know crazy until they do hurt themselves or someone else have a good day you know and that's really problematic
2: yeah it's It's so so problematic
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we're asked to sympathize with their terrible childhoods, which we should, we absolutely should, but we should prevent those childhoods from happening, you know, instead of taking Dexter off the air Uh, because it's just, you know, it's just silly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you had said this show came out in 2006. When was the final season?
1: The finale aired on... I think it's 2013.
0: Oh, I wrote it down. but oh. I Yeah, September
1: date. 22nd, 2013.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay, so it didn't yeah. end recently. I don't know why I was thinking that it ended recently. But that'd be a very 2013 long show. still sounds recently
2: Feels. To me. Yeah. yeah.
1: What
0: year is <laughs> it? But 2006 sounds like ages ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. that's weird. No. Yeah. My whole life is different. I lived in Ohio. I, oh, my, wow. my entire life was different from between Dexter starting and Dexter ending. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just bouncing back. Bloody Sundays sound amazing. I wish that you lived near us. Yeah. yeah myself to I Bloody miss it. Sundays. It was
1: a good time. Yeah. yeah, it was a really really good time back in the day. And then of course we had like our, you know, Wednesdays we were black and so we all got together and we I threw we threw big parties. I freak show, we had a big freak show party. My friend, one of my friends came as a bearded lady and people, oh, you know, dressed that. up in all these freak show outfits and yeah. we had tons of like popcorn and candy, you know, everything you'd find at a carnival. And we threw big parties like that each year. Hotel, we set up a hotel lobby and gave people keys and they oh my won God, that's Funko Pops awesome. and you know, we just we used to have a lot of fun before uh, the dark, the dark times yeah. with yeah. COVID oh my God. <laughs> and oh. American Horror Story going bad. You know, it was getting it's been getting harder and harder to entice people over to the house. To... <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <Sorry. laughs>
1: Although we did have a lot of people for 1984 because the slasher thing drew people and we showed Friday the 13th and uh, Sleepaway Camp before it. And uh, everybody dressed up as like campers and we had s'mores and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was actually a big party. That was a lot of fun. But I, nobody, they stopped coming after the first episode. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I honestly think the scariest part of that season is when the brother pops out of the river. <laughs> and I think that was the only scary part.
1: Yeah, you want to, you want to jump a little. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's sad.
0: <laughs> scary stuff makes me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like literally I can...
2: I love it I'm I
0: know obsessed. I
2: don't fit in with
0: this group at all
2: yeah me and Matt are the even Joshua <laughs> and Joshua yeah we're all spooky it's all right it's spooky. I I'm only spooky, yeah, spooky <laughs> I'm like a spooky boys. burst
0: to the 31st and then I'm done not talk to me I did it for a month I'm done yeah no I'm all year round <laughs> oh I believe it I watched it. Scream the other day I actually love Scream. That's one of my favorite. Yes, the best of all time. Yeah, it's so good.
1: And it exists outside of like horror too, in a way. Like it's horror, but it also—I mean—it was such a pop culture phenomenon, you know, in a lot of ways, and just a perfect catalyst for you know everything that sort of came after it. So it was a really nice, uh, a nice moment in horror culture and pop.
0: I was Casey Becker for Halloween one year. It was a good costume. (gasps) Nice. It was Mm -hmm. great. That was probably my best Halloween. Were the guts I was, all
1: hanging out, or just like the sweater and <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't a, I couldn't wig, pull a blonde off. wig, and a phone. I couldn't pull off <laughs> the, the guts
2: coming out. <laughs> but I did have a blood splatter on my shirt. Nice. It was good. No I remember bucks. seeing it and being like, kind of annoyed that I didn't do it first. <laughs> like, I didn't have a blonde wig, so I could never do it. But I would just be sitting. because they're like so that hard to Purple cami and a, a jean jacket with blood on it. I don't <laughs> I know. <can't. laughs> fucking love it. Anyway, Anyways, I love it, Dexter. I'm gonna watch this now. Yeah, and and I mean that.
1: Please do. <laughs> because
2: I've seen. This is the second time I've seen the pilot in the last month. Just so happened you picked it, but uh, after this watch, I. Finished it like an hour like an hour before we were coming here, just so I can finalize my notes and everything. And I wanted to watch the next episode, but I had to finalize my notes, so I couldn't. But I'm going to.
1: So responsible. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've no, prepare. this show
0: was recommended to me multiple times, like just for being so good. Like just like addicted great storyline. Yeah. Like it's just like really good. And I actually really like the storyline. Like I like the idea of like this serial killer but he's like a likable serial killer yeah. so you're like am I fucked up for rooting for no. him? like you know
2: I mean the basic <laughs> the basic serial killer who kills serial killers is so enticing how could it not be? it's a great premise
1: yeah we love lots of those I mean Batman you know it's it's very American to love uh, to look up to um, uh, serial killers yeah
2: <laughs> yeah Seriously.
1: I do think you should check out Dexter for sure It's great the first season is a lovely and if you just watch that and you don't watch anything else it's a lovely experience I really think that uh, it, it was just just so well. Done.
2: <laughs> we kind of talked about your podcast in the beginning. Do you want to plug fright School real quick with a little gist of what it's about?
1: Oh yeah, sure. fright School. Joe and I. I'm a hardcore horror fan. He is not. And uh, so each week we watch a horror film that he's never seen. Ideally, he's never seen. And uh, we just discuss. It's like sort of our thesis is like, why do we create horror? And the answer is like this idea of cultural anxiety. And so each each film we're sort of analyzing. It's like cultural influence, what it says about us at the particular time it was made we do a lot with queerness feminism um, race you know we sort of it's academic but we do try to be fun you know it's like the cool college course you wish you could take is sort of how we
2: (laughs) I I mean just from the one episode I listened to that's exactly it's perfect it's really good. Yeah,
1: it's it's my dream one of these days that I'll get to teach some class just like this, you know, and get to pick, like, we're going to watch these 12 movies and we're going to talk about, you know, cultural anxiety and fear and why in a world filled with such horror do we feel the need to create more?
2: <laughs> I would take that class. Yes, 100%.
0: We, like, similar, like, we kind of had a class like that in high school, but it wasn't, like...
2: Film is lit? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, like, specifically oh,
0: cool. tied to, like, I horror. wish it was. Oh, my God. Um, but we did watch, like, we watched, like, the original It, in there yeah. but then we also watched like Batman funny that you reference that yeah and then we would have to just like write papers and like talk about our
2: teacher was trash. No offense.
1: It happened. No,
2: you. Uh, no, this is educational. Our teacher just like got the job because you just had to watch TV and write papers on it. Like she uh, didn't actually teach anything. It was just a class that you yeah. would sit and watch stuff. But it was still fucking awesome. She's but I mean, neighbor. that's just speaking of like Scream Two. That's when they're sitting in there talking through films and when they say name a sequel that's better than the original. I love that scene. Is is also my dream. Take just taking a class. I mean, you if you teach one. I'll I'll come
1: take it well there we go i appreciate it got one yeah, one student. Student. somebody <laughs> hire me yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it joshua thank you so much for joining oh, us thank today. you so much i've been wanting
1: to come on so thank you thank you thank you that's this awesome. is so cool so we loved
2: having you <laughs> you've got two new fans as well two new fans well, uh, probably we appreciate it thank hundred, you. <laughs>
0: hundreds more for the podcast yeah, exactly fried school everybody check it out check it out Thank you again, Joshua. (laughs) We loved having you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And tune in next week for another episode of my favorite episode of Bang. Bang.